It takes more than installing blackout blinds in your office to turn on dark mode in real life to be a great software engineer. This is episode 341 of the Soft Skills Engineering Podcast. I'm your host, Jameson Dance. I'm your host, Dave Smith. And Soft Skills Engineering is your weekly advice show where we talk about non-technical stuff about the technical field of software development. I guess you could make blackout blinds technical if you wanted to automate them. Yeah, little IoT. Yeah, I've recently gotten into that and it's just yak shaving all the way down. It's like, there's no such thing as like automating something. You have to like build a system that allows you to configure the thing that can then debug the thing that you set up to configure the thing that then you can automate, which is fun. It's cool. I'm enjoying myself, but boy, is it not making my home any smarter yet (laughs) (laughs) that's funny (laughs) i thought i waited long enough to get into it too i would have expected so at this point it's been quite a what number of years now let me tell you just barely like 2023 the the exciting announcement of one new standard to unify them all to replace the existing like 15 standards for protocols for communication surely this will not be a 16th incompatible (laughs) (laughs) this time we got it right yeah exactly but that's not what well i don't know yeah well no it's not what this show's about that's right that's too technical (laughs) that's right we're here to talk about other stuff like our patrons Yes, I want to thank those patrons that are contributing at a level where they get a shout out every week. They are Andreas Reales, Connie Lee, Valentina Datafold, Santa Hopar, Noah Fraser Logue, Kent C. Dodds, Jenny Kim, Owen Chartle, Craig Motlin, I Love Mavis, I Love Mavis, apologies, The Stochastic Parrot, Alice Joss, Lanfuer, Goch, Koshakton, Ohio, Patron.com.au, We're Hiring, Ira Chan, Monkey Face Emoji, Jonathan King, Testing is Documenting.org, Ola Dapo Fadigi, Will Angel, Agnerver, <laughs> Nick Hathaway, Travis Anders, Braden Keynes, John Grant, Bartek Tutkowski, Cody Sale, Nick Cantor, and Philip Jambasile. If you'd like to join this crew of names, emojis, and other unpronounceables, then all you have to do is go to softskills.audio and click support us on Patreon, where if you contribute a large sum of valuable currency, we will say your name, emoji, or unpronounceable of your choice on the show every week. And if you contribute any dollar amount, we'll invite you to our Slack community where you can chill with all the soft skillets. That's a good collective noun. Pythonista's soft skillets. It's good. I like it. The, the two finalists were murder and soft skillets. <laughs> but murder's already in use by what? What is yeah, it? Geese? A, a murder of podcast listeners and a pan <laughs> of soft skillets. Crows. A murder of crows. Yeah. So because it was already taken, we chose not to use it. Okay. Because we really liked it. <laughs> Besides that. That's the only reason we did. <laughs> it just rolls off the tongue. Yeah. Uh, should I read our first question? Yeah, go for it. This is from an anonymous listener who says, I'm an American student finishing my undergraduate degree in computer science in the Midwest this semester. I'm concerned about the economic climate of the technology industry. I'm doing my second internship at a major technology company this summer, Microsoft. After that, I will go to graduate school and try to ride out the storm. I've applied to nearly a dozen programs, including one-year and two-year master's programs, and even a few PhD programs. In parentheses, MIT, please accept me. (laughs) My biggest concern is having my offer rescinded. I thought there might be economic turbulence, so last summer I had my return offer place me in the most profitable and highest growth division of the company. How do layoff decisions get made on the issue of rescinding offers versus laying off people? How can I reduce the risk of the offer getting pulled? I am working on finding another software engineering internship, but it's extremely difficult to find any open roles. Mm. This is very interesting because 20 years ago, this month, 
I was doing the same thing. You were trying to go to grad school because mm-hmm. you were worried about the economic climate? Yep, that's exactly right. I was like having a hard time getting calls back from companies. I applied to a few grad school programs and they all reported the same thing to me, which is we've had an unusually high number of applicants this year. <laughs> I remember University of Virginia, I applied to their computer science master's degree program and they told me they had something like 30 seats or 90 seats, something in that range and like 900 applicants. Hmm. I did not get that. I did not get one of those seats. <laughs> you were the 91st best yeah, right. candidate. <laughs> it's right on the edge. So close. <sighs> anyway okay i want to make sure i understand this so this person is they're they're worried about their internship offer being rescinded yeah before they go off to grad school is that right yes as opposed to the grad school offer i think so yeah and not like this isn't like a full-time like once you finish grad school then you can come work here yeah uh, maybe, but I, what I read is I'm doing my second internship at a major technology company this summer and mentions Microsoft. So I think what's being asked here is how do I make sure I get that internship this summer and and don't get it rescinded? Because let's I'll be okay. honest, there's a good chance these big tech companies are going to rescind internship offers this summer. Yeah. I mean, we're, we're in a climate now where just, I mean, the day we're recording this, Google announced that they're laying off 12,000 people. I don't remember hearing if Microsoft did layoffs, but I think they did. Amazon's laid off 18,000. Facebook's done layoffs. Yeah, it would be weird to me if a company lays off that many people and then resumes their internship program at the same volume that they had done in previous years. Yeah. So you're saying it's not it's not automatic that they would just cancel all internships, but certainly <sighs> I don't know, a, a, a risk. I would like to use the word unprecedented, but it's not. This is exactly the same thing that happened 20 years ago. It's different companies, and it feels like the companies, I mean, Google is more of a real company than (laughs) Pets.com. That's true. But at the time, I remember that, so here's a couple I remember. I remember Microsoft 20 years ago, and I knew people who went to work for them. And I remember Intel hiring a bunch of software engineers and other engineers. And I remember hearing stories of Intel making offers to people for when they graduated in a few months' time, you know, so maybe four or five months in advance. And then telling the people, hey, we're actually not going to hire you. And you can go ahead and keep your signing bonus, like 20 grand or something. And uh, don't come into work at the start, you know, after you graduate, because you don't have a job here. So that happened. And there's a chance it could happen here too, I think. Random Googling has revealed the internet is not in agreement on whether, whether internship offers will be rescinded. The internet doesn't agree on everything? <laughs> Weird. I wonder if, well, first, I don't know. Like, I've been around uh, an internship program at a big company, but I wasn't behind the scenes running it. And it was not in the unprecedented yet still precedented times right. of, of <laughs> the actually precedented money. Times. <laughs> yeah, the actually precedented times of, of less money. But I'm trying to think through like what the consequences of this would be. On, on the one hand, if you're not paying people who already work there anymore, it seems like it's kind of a no-brainer to also not pay people who don't work there yet. <laughs> right, to also not start paying new people. <laughs> yeah, but at the same time, I wonder if it's like, I mean, internships are time-limited. Like, the, the the cost is lower. It's not like they're taking on new headcount forever. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking, is that there's actually quite a bit of negative optics that happen if you cancel an internship program, especially since yeah. internships are 
relative to full-time employees, very inexpensive. You know, typically yeah. there's no benefits package involved, the rates are lower, and like you said, they're time limited, which means you're not signing up to recurring cost. It's a one-time fixed cost, which companies typically don't have to grimace as much when they think about taking that cost on. So I yeah. don't think these things are necessarily connected, but they are, I guess it's it's a question of to what degree they are connected. I was thinking the same thing about the optics of, of like, if you take on interns and then don't hire them full-time, that's, I don't know. That that's one thing. Happen. Yeah, but if having interns come in and then leave at the end of their internship is sort of like investing in the hiring brand of your company for the future where maybe you do want more people to work there. And I mean, I assume that they would still make some offers to interns. Maybe it'll just be a lot more competitive. Like they will they will filter out a lot harder. Yeah, exactly. I, I think you're right. If I was running a company, which heaven forbid, and thank goodness I'm not. <laughs> but if I were running a company and I had the option to do an intern, like I had to des- decide whether to resume an internship program, I would take a yeah. good hard look at the cost of the program and the benefits to the company. And I would think, you know, fully canceling an internship program will have far reaching effects. Like it will, it will have repu- will cause reputational damage because people will think, some people will think, oh, Microsoft doesn't have an intern program, you know, and they won't apply because you might be yeah. surprised to learn that most of these companies are actually desperate to have people apply to their internship programs. They aren't, they do get a lot of applicants, but they're not overwhelmed with applicants and they do go to great efforts to convince people to actually apply. So anything that would damage it's that... It's also like a prestige thing in a way. It's it's like with colleges where like sort of a a mark of pride to say we had so many applicants because so many so many interns want to come work here. Yeah. It's like self-sustaining after It is, it is. And so they would unravel some of bit. that that built up... Mm-hmm prestige if they just cancel the program for one summer so i would i would be very surprised if they cancel the intern program completely also these companies do need to continue innovating and building and a lot of these intern projects produce not a lot but like you know they're they're they are kind of doing this moonshot (laughs) let's be honest yeah like not very many (laughs) some number of intern program projects produce valuable business outcomes that that these companies can leverage and make money on so they don't want to completely discount that either so you know is there a chance your internship offer will be rescinded? Yes. If I had to guess, I would say the chances are less than 20%. And this person has already done the number one thing to make sure that theirs doesn't get rescinded, which is trying to shoot for an internship position that is located within the company in a high profit, high revenue area or high growth area. Yeah. That's what I think. I wonder if you could reach out to them to confirm or maybe they would see that as a sign of weakness. <laughs> oh, you lack faith ah. that your internship will be there. So you don't you're not bleed worthy. Microsoft yellow. What's their color? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Microsoft red, blue. Yeah, what's the Windows logo? Isn't it red, blue? Oh, it's red, green, yellowish, blue, and gray, according to yeah. Google. Yeah, you don't Which bleed Microsoft red, green, Google. yellowish, blue, and gray if you have to ask us this question. Yeah. Maybe it's just like Xbox green. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> hmm. But I, <laughs> I actually, the reason I love this question is because it shows that the impermanence and circular nature of economies. And I, I'm going to wax a little philosophical here, but it makes me feel very, I don't know, it's a new feeling to be able to say, I've lived through this 
almost exact kind of downturn 20 years prior. Yeah. It's like the first time in my life where I've been able to really just really lean into the word whippersnapper. (laughs) It feels good. Back in my day, just kind of rolls off the tongue. Oh, yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. I, I definitely, I came in a bit later. I came in during like the housing crisis. Like 08, so 09. Parts of the economy were not doing great, but. Not our part. Our part was tech fine. Tech was fine. Yeah. <laughs> tech was like, boy, it would suck to go through a downturn. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what that would be fine. like. <laughs> yeah. I remember I was, you know, I was pretty nervous, but I think right now I would be a lot more nervous at my stage in life. Yeah. But I'm not, I don't feel too bad about it. But I remember like I was, it was a struggle. And I went from believing that I could make a certain amount of money right out of college as a software engineer to realizing that I was going to make 40% less than that at my first Mm. job. And also just having to come to terms with that. But, you know, the beauty of being young is I came to terms with it immediately. (laughs) Like I didn't, it was no problem. (laughs) It was just reality and I had no options. I didn't even think about alternative realities. I will have 40% less disposable income. <laughs> no problem. What's for dinner? <laughs> you know, yeah, move exactly. right on. Yeah. Oh, man. What an interesting thing to see. Huh. Well, have we answered the question? We, we kind of skipped the how do layoff decisions get made. Oh, yeah. Painfully in the dark. Yes. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> the room no one smiles coming out of after the decision is made. Yeah. There, there will be anger. It's tough. But, but realistically, for a job seeker or a returning intern, how do they get made? At a company the size of Microsoft, it is, for me, impossible to predict what the heuristics are that guide their layoff decision-making, especially offer recension decision-making for interns. Mm-hmm. You would like to believe that they do a holistic evaluation of every role and every team member's performance and everything and then make a rational decision but at the numbers we're talking about, there's no way. There's no way it happens yeah. that way. They will probably make decisions at the business unit level and say, we're going to invest 10% less in this business unit. Maybe it's Xbox, maybe it's Microsoft retail stores. I don't know. But there's probably not going to be any kind of like real serious hand-wringing about individual roles. It's just, that's too much. The scale's too big for anyone to decide that. One one more thought I had is if last summer's most profitable and highest growth division is this summer's cost cutting <laughs> target, like if if it was very profitable and very high growth because of the frothy economic market, then then maybe I would be a little more concerned. But if it's a bit more durable, then maybe you're okay. Yeah, I would I would talk to them honestly. I'd just reach out to them and and say you're worried about it. Yeah, I agree. I would do that because otherwise you're just going to sit there and worry. And now you can sit yeah. there and worry with an actual reason because they told you your offers rescinded. <laughs> uh, go to grad school early. Yeah, congrats. Have we answered the question? I think so. Good luck. I'm sorry that you're entering the industry at this time, but I can say from experience, it works out okay. Yeah. Do you want to read our next question, Dave? Yeah, this comes from a listener named Andre who says, I need a gut check here. I have a senior engineer on my team that does not perform well. He keeps procrastinating on tasks that I know wouldn't take much effort. I think it would be great for the team and the company to substitute this engineer for someone with more passion. One idea I have is to volunteer this person to my director to be laid off. It would be great for the engineer to feed on the potential three-month severance package. 
At the same time, I feel like I wouldn't be doing my job if I just get rid of him instead of trying to work with him to perform better. Firing doesn't seem like an option because he does the bare minimum for his role. What would you do? Interesting. So someone who's kind of borderline and you're wondering, do I do I offer him as tribute? <laughs> yes. Or sacrifice him to layoffs. There's And then and then you soothe you yourself. Him. Soothe okay. your conscience by saying he'll get a great severance. Yeah, the severance was good. If you do layoffs, usually you wouldn't replace those laid off positions. I mean, sometimes that happens, but it's always a weird it's always weird optics because when you do layoffs, usually you're talking about like business climate and like we can't afford to keep these people here. And then if you go back and hire for a role you just laid off and everyone kind of raises an eyebrow and thinks, how true was that? Or were you just trying to get rid of people that you didn't want to work there anymore? So my, my point there is to say, if your intention is to say, let's lay this person off. Also, can we hire someone to replace them? That's that's not typically how it works. I would say that's not a layoff. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely called firing someone. Yeah, that's called firing and replacing and backfilling. I think, is it fair to say that layoffs, by definition, you don't backfill? I think so, yeah. Yeah, like you're, you're trying to cut costs. Mm-hmm. Usually. Usually you're trying to spend less money. And, and typically, I mean, severance is expensive. So you're like paying a lump sum to cut yeah. recurring costs, right. I guess. That's right. And I can see why the concept of layoffs and performance-based termination can be conflated because I think a lot of times you think, well, we have to save costs and we have to let some people go. Who do we choose? And you know, a natural place to go is to try to evaluate people's performance and use that as the to eliminate the lowest performing people. But yeah. if you're going to replace them with higher performing people, that's not a layoff. <laughs> yeah at the end it says firing him wouldn't be doesn't seem like an option because he does the bare minimum for his role at least in the u.s it's always an option for for better (laughs) or for worse (laughs) there's uh with some exceptions you can quit or be fired for for without yeah it's it's at will employment your your company can just for any reason you don't want you to work here anymore yeah. yeah, and when companies do that, though, they do they do expose themselves to certain legal risks that uh, people will sue them for wrongful termination. And so even though the uh, employment agreement and the law officially allows you to do that, it's not without its costs. And so most companies yeah. will go to great lengths to cover their butts when it comes to justifying the termination. But I, I guess I want to feel like I'm going to sound heartless, so I need to to recognize there are humans involved and there's pain involved in being fired and and that sucks but also it sounds like this person isn't a good fit for the job like they're not just barely doing the bare minimum it feels like not someone you want on your team and and the average replacement developer might be more valuable or more helpful mm-hmm. and somewhat cynically there are a lot of developers looking for a job right now <laughs> so your your oper- your your <laughs> It's it's much more of a of a an employer's market because there's so many layoffs. So it is there right could now. be a chance of like maybe maybe it's even maybe it's easier than normal to find someone very talented because so many people are being laid off. That is true. So but I also I wanna latch on to those words. This person is doing the bare minimum for his role. So it sounds to me like you haven't I mean in in one breath you're saying 
This person is doing the bare minimum for the role, which means they're doing the role. So maybe the minimum isn't actually what you think it is, yeah. or maybe it's higher than you said. But on the other hand, you're saying they need to be fired because they're not performing. So like, which is it? You know, um, And I think this is a case where it really behooves you as a manager to clearly articulate to each team member what are the minimum requirements to be considered for continued employment, you know? Yeah, that's a good point because if there's some kind of performance rating or performance management framework, it'll probably have a range of ratings from you're doing super great to you're doing poorly. But you're doing poorly is usually below the minimum for the role. Like, I don't know, how do I explain this? There's like the minimum to be acceptable in the role and the minimum to, I don't know. Now that I'm saying this, it feels fuzzy and weird in my head when it's coming out of my mouth. It sort of makes sense in my head. Yes. It felt better inside than outside. Yeah, like... It was beautiful on the inside. It's... (laughs) (laughs) It almost feels like there's two standards. There's like the minimum to be doing a good job, which if someone was doing at the very minimum of that, you'd be like, yeah, I'm glad they're on my team. And then there's the minimum to, to, I don't know, to not, how do I put this? Be fired? Yeah, but <laughs> but I, I would argue that if they're below the minimum to do a good job, those, those feel like different levels. And, and you might be looking for a clarity that is not there. Like you might be looking for something so egregiously bad that it is unlikely to happen. But if they just kind of do a pretty cruddy job, for a long time, uh-huh. that that might not be good enough as well. I think I'm saying, you know what? As usual, I'm saying what you say, but with more words and less clarity. Oh, okay, that's what I've decided. <laughs> yeah, <Good. laughs> I, it's a good thing your words sound so good. <laughs> it's just very pleasant. In, in, yeah, maybe if you don't understand the language, then you're like the cadence sounds okay. As long as as long as you're not paying <laughs> no, attention the, to the content, it's good. Good tempo, good inflections. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> therefore, it's good yeah, therefore, it is correct. <laughs> hmm. At the very least, it does sound like you need to have a conversation with this person saying that you expect them to do more. Yep. And and I maybe agree. that leads them to doing more. Right. You have to give them a chance and remember that an important part of your job is communicating to your team members their performance levels especially when they're underperforming, the sooner you can share, the Mm -hmm. better. And this doesn't have to be a sit down like, oh, guess what? You are underperforming. It can be as simple as saying, this deliverable did not meet our expectations for your level and experience. You know, and it's just like, state the facts. Tell them how you want it to be better. And if you don't ever do that, and then you decide to fire them, boy, you really, honestly, you really have failed as a manager, in my opinion. And just so many, this happens so yeah. often. In fact, I might even I might even venture to say this is the number one failure of people in, in people management roles is not sharing concrete feedback soon enough. And it becomes too late. And then they find themselves in this awkward situation where they need to terminate someone, but they haven't told them. And it's a big yeah. surprise. And then you're in this, uh, I speak from experience. Oh. You're in this dilemma of like, Business needs this person to not work here anymore, but I have not given them a fair chance to improve, but also like one of those things pays my bills and one of them makes me sleep at night and 
I can yeah. always go to sleep on this yeah. pile of money. <laughs> I'll just just take it from my experience. Sleeping on a mattress stuffed with hundred dollar bills is not as comfortable. It as probably it smells atrocious. <laughs> <laughs> it's bad. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Talking about this stuff is tough because, yeah, I I I feel very ruthless. I feel like I, I want to do the right thing and the right thing is fuzzy and ill-defined and, and for who and in what capacity. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's tough stuff. And also hard and painful to yeah. do, right? And that's like, for me, it's maybe the number one thing. It's like, it's no fun telling someone they didn't meet your expectations, you know? Yeah. It is always more fun to Not say nothing fun. until the time when you have to say, <laughs> yes. sorry, we have to let you go and you haven't talked to them about it before. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we've talked about a bunch of stuff. What would you do? So, so I guess what we would do is talk to this person about their performance. Yep. And and then also, so a couple things. You've got to clarify in your mind, a layoff is not a, I don't know, what's the right word here? But th- this isn't a layoff situation. You have an underperforming team member that you want to replace, not a layoff. You can let them go. You can give them a generous severance package. Just don't call it a layoff because it's not. Yeah. It's not the end of the world if you do call it a layoff. Like, we're not going to call the police. I mean, Jameson might, but <laughs> I'm not going to. But don't call it a layoff if you plan to backfill them. And get on a performance plan right away with this person so they understand where they are and what the risks are if they continue down the path they're on. Some people surprise you and will just turn it around and be amazing. It sounds like in this case, that might actually be this person because they had some potential. They have some good skill. And some people just might not be able to. But in either case, as a manager, it's your number one priority to clearly articulate to them what, how well they're performing or not performing at the moment. So that's, how, that's what I would say to you. Regardless of whether it's a layoff, you can negotiate a good severance. And I think that's probably the last point I want to make about this is that severance and layoffs are orthogonal concepts that sometimes go together but don't have to. You, you know, Companies can lay people off with no severance. They can also lay people off with severance. You can also terminate someone for low performance with severance, and you can terminate someone without with low performance without severance. So, I think I covered the whole truth table there. But it's a you know it's two bits, yeah. one and a that's zero. That's also that's and all the United four States truth, combinations are United valid. States and the parts of space that we're familiar with. Right. Truth table, but very <laughs> yes. different rules in in Europe that's right. and other countries as well. That's right. That's right. So, and that's something to be treated with care and i honestly don't really know in europe or other countries if the layoff distinction is the same i hope for my sake that it is (laughs) what does that mean that sounds potentially dire Uh, i just didn't want to sound dumb okay i thought you were like because i gotta go do (laughs) it a bunch of times to some folks that live in europe (laughs) yeah okay yeah that that is also dire it's sounding dumb all right that's all i got i got nothing nothing else yeah don't undersell yourself that wasn't nothing that was great advice dave thank you for allowing me to listen to it and repeat it poorly you, you enjoyed the tempo and yeah the, and the timbre. what it meant i enjoyed the, the the meaning i got from it what can people do if they want their own advice go to softskills.audio and click the ask a question button where you can fill out our form thank you so much to everyone who does that we love you keep those questions flowing they are the life of the show thank you so much we will catch you next week 